It's been such a blast. Like, I had the best time. Of course I'll see you next year. Oh, my God. Have a good flight, guys. Love you. Oh, Matt. Hello. I have just flown in from the talk, and my arms are killing me. <laughs> uh, hey, man. How was, uh, the, how was the vacation? Oh, an experience I wouldn't trade for a lifetime. It was amazing. The people... The beaches, the spa, the food. Oh, just just a beautiful country. Oh, here, here, here. Let me uh, let me help you with your bags. Um, what what you got here? Oh, these just what is just the... some souvenirs. Never never you mind those. Just but but there's so but there's so many of them. Uh yeah yeah you know just a little just a little souvenir. Speaking of souvenirs, I have. What are they? Po what are they? Po pots? What kind of? Is this, did you take a pottery class? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, like 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 a commemorative urn, one might say. But never mind those. L let me tell you. I, no, here, let me. I'll, I have I'll, tasted I'll grab some them. food. I, I, here, just, let me. Please be careful. I'll get your. I'll get your be duffel careful. bag. I, oh wait, the, your duffel bags. It, it's also filled with the. What what are these? What's it? Just you know, just just an just a decorative urn. I I couldn't help myself. There were just so many beautiful selections. Eric, these aren't decorative urns. They're all they're all filled with ashes. Uh, you, you know, when in Latol. What? But what, whose whose ashes are these? Um, now you're not gonna be all you know, like not chill about this, right? Well, I don't like the way this conversation is going. What if I were to tell you they were? My ashes. <laughs> All right, I'm calling you an Uber. Matt? Matt? Hey there, guys and ghouls. Welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Cut Podcast. As always, uh, this is Matt Young coming at you with my co-host, Eric Rossi. How are we doing today, Eric? Fantastic. I feel like I have a new skin. <laughs> go back. Go back to the island. <laughs> go get the old skin. <laughs> I, yeah, I prefer, I prefer the old skin. If you got to bring both back with you, that's fine. But I want options. Uh, uh, <laughs> today, uh, we're doing another movie review uh, for this episode. If you didn't already catch the uh, <laughs> from the title, uh, we are talking about Infinity Pool. Uh, Infinity Pool is a uh, 2023 movie. Just came out a uh, what about a month ago? Is that when it released in theaters? Uh, yeah, about, I think actually maybe even three weeks, like it just came out. Yeah. So Infinity Pool written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, or as I like to refer to him, son of Cronenberg. Spawn of Cronenberg. <laughs> he probably wouldn't like it, but you know, I don't know him. So whatever. Uh, yeah. So written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, starring Alexander Skarsgård and, uh, pod favorite, Mia Goth. Best best girl. <laughs> best pod best pod girl. Um also uh I think, you know, there's Cleopatra Coleman as uh 
Alexander Skarsgård's wife. I I, I I struggle to say she stars in it because she's really only in like the first quarter of the movie. <laughs> but, you know, um, but yeah. So uh, this is a uh, as one would e- expect, this is a trippy, surreal body horror piece, just like almost every uh, <laughs> every other one of, uh, of these father and son duos movies. Um, I think, uh, what was Brandon, was Brandon Cronenberg's last, like, significant thing, um, Possessor? Yeah, I'm pretty, I haven't heard of anything else in between, but yeah. Did you see yeah, Possessor? Yeah, Possessor You know good. what, no, I, that one passed me by. I was really interested in it. Uh, I still would like to see it sometime, but it's just one of those ones I haven't, it's been on my list, haven't been able to, to check it off yet. Worth watching. It was a lot of fun. I think this was way more fun than that was. That movie took itself far more seriously than this one. Yeah, well, this movie is just a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, it's still a, you know, a mind fuck, but it, it has uh, it has some humor along the way, which I appreciated a lot. Um, so the last, you know, I, our, our whole friend group, the last Cronenberg deal we watched was the David Cronenberg's uh, Crimes of the Future. Mm-hmm. Yes. We were we were pretty pretty cold on that one. Uh, de- definitely didn't. I had a lot of expectations going into that, and then none of them were met. Really, yeah, under underwhelmed by all the organ fondling. <laughs> yeah, which actually leads me to uh, some of the trivia for this movie. Um, apparently, uh, Infinity Pool made more money in its first week than Crimes of the Future did its entire theatrical run. No surprise. Zero percent surprise. You you stick Mia Goth on that poster in every single trailer. Yeah, uh, it's true. you're gonna get it. It's true that you know it's just when when you don't have any eyebrows to obscure the gaze, you know it. She she just really <laughs> sucks everybody in. Uh, also, apparently, this movie was originally rated NC-17 because uh, there was some even more graphic uh, uh, orgy imagery that that really? was too. Yeah, too much, too much for people. What the fuck? Where's this? Where's that cut? Uh, it it is, you know, it has been said by Brandon that the uh, there it will drop eventually. The NC seventeen cut. Um, that wow. was the one that was showed when this premiered at the Sundance um film festival, but in order to get a you know a wide theatrical release, they had to recut it and edit it. Apparently, it's only like ninety seconds worth of footage that made the difference. Wow. Yeah, that must be a an a, a, a powerfully uncomfortable ninety seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, um, from what I gather, the um, the extendo nipple scene is is expanded upon a bit more. Oh, that's the wrong ninety seconds. Oh man. <laughs> also, I also believe there is a uh, there's like graphic uh, wiener imagery that that really shows through as well. So graphic wiener. Like mutilation? No, I think it's more. It come on, this is Cronenberg. He wouldn't trifle with something so basic as that. Uh, I I believe I heard like from from a uh, one YouTube video, a a girl who saw it. Apparently, there's some like reverse penetration. Like what the fuck is that? Like peen coming out of the gene, the from from within, you know. From oh from like oh like one of the inside cameras oh yeah yeah you could leave that out that's fine that's ninety seconds yeah. I don't need to see <laughs> yeah pretty pretty uh, wacky um, cervix POV 
yeah. So uh, I guess for first impressions, you know, without any spoilers or too heavy on the spoilers, I really liked this movie. I, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. You know, like I said, I was coming pretty lukewarm off of Crimes of the Future, which again, I know different Cronenberg, but like, you know, you, you're, you're kind of going into these movies w- expecting the same vibes, you know, between father and son. Yeah, especially, I mean, at this point. Yeah, and I just, like, I had so much more fun in this movie. The cast is is crazy good. They really are were not afraid to just be absolutely unhinged in this movie. Yeah, they came to make a fucking barn burner, man. I had a blast with this movie. <laughs> I know, and you kind of slept on it. I was worried you weren't going to, you know, check it out. Yeah, we were waffling between this and covering uh, Knock the Cabin, and you had seen both and recommended that we go with this one, and I'm really glad you did because yeah, I yeah. had so much fucking fun. It was so off the walls and unhinged <laughs> and just <laughs> splendid to look at. Yeah, we'll wait until we, we maybe we'll do Knock at the Cabin one day. We'll wait until you see it when it comes out, and then we can maybe cover it. But uh, But yeah, I'm glad I chose this one as well. Kind of hard to really say too much more uh, in the in the spoiler free territory uh, other than it was just tons of fun. It, like if you are it, I wouldn't say it's like overly uh, gory. It's less it's less on the body horror side and more on the trippy, you know, existential stuff. I feel like it rides more of like the sci fi horror that they're kind of mm-hmm. used to. Um, there is, you know, some gore and some body horror, but for the most part. It's a lot of, like, psychological, situational stuff. Yeah, so I definitely, I'd say, like, you know, for people who tend to avoid uh, Cronenberg movies because out of, you know, fear of, uh, you know, uh, queasiness from from gore and such, uh, you're you're fine with this one. I I still give it a recommend. Any interesting uh, numbers other than uh, it did so much better than the other movie? Uh, yeah, so Infinity Pool did opening weekend, um, looks like $2.5 million, um, and... We got a budget for this bad boy? I imagine it had to be some kind of decent budget, because they, what, they filmed, like, all on scene in Croatia, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I believe it was filmed in Croatia, um, but I can't, I, I wasn't able to find any, any specifics on the budget, but... Uh, I think all-time box office, we were looking at, like, uh, just shy of $5 million. Nice. Holy shit. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, and you know what? Also, a nice thing about it, pretty breezy. Not a long movie. We've been hit with a lot of long horror movies lately, you know? Yeah. That, um, yeah. Not that I'm against it, because, you know, if I'm enjoying my time in... in, in in a film, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people who complains about long movies, but it, it's nice to see that this one wasn't like trying to overstay its welcome. Yeah, I was actually I, I could have gone for more. I could have I could have watched Jamesy get tortured for another like, you know, 20 minutes, but <laughs> only if it was particularly entertaining. I thought they, they really nailed the uh, pacing. I think it was like a very, a very fun, uh, quick ramp up into madness. So, yeah, the, I mean, the basic premise of the movie, you know, is about a, a, a guy, Alexander Skarsgård and his wife are on a vacation. Uh, he's a writer. He's trying to get through some writer's block. Uh, and they're in this fictional country. And while they're there, stuff happens. There's some cloning shenanigans. Uh, and Mia Goth 
turns this guy's world upside down. Life inside out. Like, not just world <laughs> upside down. Entire life inside out. Like, um, But, I mean, yeah, do we want to just get, like, right into the, the breakdown? Yeah, I don't see why not. I think if, if you uh, if you saw it in theaters, I, I'm sure you enjoyed yourself. It's available to rent on Amazon for, like, mm-hmm. 14 bucks. Or, excuse me, not rent. Buy. You have to buy this thing. No renting <laughs> options yet. But, <laughs> no, uh, no, I, no. I think it, I think it's worth adding to the collection. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely rewatchable. But yeah, I say we hop in and get our toes all covered in red cloning goo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, it's a uh, uh, this is a neon film. Neon's been uh, been putting out some heaters past few years. So, uh, yeah, sounds good to me. Cue the transition. The movie starts uh, with a just a extended black screen as we hear um alexander skarsgård uh and his wife so uh what what's his name james skarsgård plays the character james james foster james foster uh and his wife m foster they're just like laying all you you just hear them whispering to each other for a while and i because i was like i missed everything that they said you know in the theater so i was like i'm gonna find out what they were talking about it starts with M asking uh, James, like she she goes, "Why did you say that?" And he he's like, "Say what?" And she said, "Didn't you just say that you can't feed yourself?" And he's like, "What does that mean?" And she was like, "You can't. You said you can't feed yourself with white sand brain death." And he was like, "I didn't say that." And she's like, "But I heard you." And I'm like, "What does this mean?" White sand brain death. Oh, sounds not good. Sounds unappetizing. Sounds yeah, dry. And, <laughs> and so, like, clearly he was, like, doing the thing that I do all the time when I'm, like, still sleepy. But, like, people try to tell me I'm asleep and I just start saying things to prove them, prove to them that I'm not asleep. <laughs> and it always comes out as complete gibberish. Um, but then, uh, eventually, M, like, pulls open the uh, the drapes and where it turns out we're just in their hotel room and it was just pitch black. They have, like, these crazy blackout curtains. Uh, and this is when we discover we're at a uh, resort in the fictional country of Latoka. I can't tell if it's supposed to be like Asian Pacific or if it's supposed to be like uh, somewhere in South America. It's uh, it's very vague, but uh, the, the resort itself is gorgeous. Yeah, it's it is. It's pretty, but it's also very bleak. Like, we get a lot of, we get this, like, kind of series of sweeping shots where the camera is kind of, like, going in and out of the resort, like, upside down, like, you know, sideways. And, you know, it. I can tell that it's a pretty place, but it's all very, like, the, the this movie's very desaturated, you know, when it's, when normal stuff is happening. Obviously, when the trippy shit, shit is happening, then color galore. But, uh... Like, it, like, the sky is just gray. Like, no, nobody looks that, like, excited about stuff. Everyone else in in the, the resort seems to kind of just be meandering around. Like, no <laughs> yeah, one nobody... ever seems to be, like, laughing or having a good or time. Doing or doing anything. Yeah, moving with any sense of priority. <laughs> <laughs> this is when uh, James and M they're at breakfast, and they're just, like, making plans for the day. Uh, she goes, 
I, w I was thinking maybe we could go into town and like get reservations at that Chinese place. And this is when like James points out the fact that like, cause they're in one of these countries, there are resorts there, there's tourism, but you're only like allowed to stay within the confines of the resort because the rest of the country is like so destitute and poor and there's crime everywhere and they don't want you to go look at that part of the country. I, I, I feel like I personally I've never stayed on a resort, but if me either. I was ever if I ever uh, had the opportunity, I don't I don't think I'd be venturing out into the fucking war torn country of Latolk. Like it seems like no. a not great move. I don't care how but yeah, so basically <laughs> Well no, well that's the thing. The they're so what they're talking about, the because they end up going to the Chinese place because there's a a fake town that they've built in the resort to like fool people into like to giving the illusion of like a idyllic Latolka town, you know? And that's why, that's why he says, you know, James is even like, like, does anybody actually believe it's a real town? And then he was, and also why would they have a Chinese place? He's like, so like over, he's like, I don't, this seems stupid. Which I think is offensive because everyone likes Chinese food. That is a right? world lo uh, beloved. Yeah, I love Chinese culinary food. I would have gone for it. Oh, it's all right. He makes his way there eventually, anyway. <clears throat> uh, but they're they're having breakfast, and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna take off. I gotta go get ready for the day. Uh, you finish up your breakfast." She leaves him, and uh, after his breakfast, he kind of goes for a little stroll and. He's down by the beach, and he sees that someone is riding, like, a quad, like, right across the beach and causing a real commotion. Like, he's got, like, a bandana on, and he's clearly not, like, staff or guests at this resort. He's just here, like, causing a commotion and, you know, running amok across the beach. He's, like, running over people's uh, towels and beach bags and everybody's like oh my goodness <laughs> these people have never experienced such uproar in their in their know, cozy little rich, rich idyllic lives. little yeah rich lives <laughs> yeah oh and well before this actually when they were still at breakfast we get introduced to like the creepy masks um because they're like while they're eating breakfast there's a little ceremony going on because apparently like there's this like rainy season that always happens and that kind of like closes out the the tourist season. Uh so a couple of the the staff there's this one guy who just apparently works everywhere on the uh <laughs> on the resort and he just pops I'm glad in you all said over that the place. because every time I saw him I'm like who the f why is this guy familiar? Is this the same guy from before? Yeah, he's just yeah. like <laughs> he's got like a rotating job around like every place on the fucking uh resort. <laughs> Yeah, or it's like a Nurse Joy situation. There's just like one of him at every place. <laughs> he's serving breakfast. He's getting towels for everybody. He's he works at the Chinese, Chinese place. Food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's everywhere. Um, so they're doing this like traditional like Latolkin um, ceremony where they play like this really haunting music uh, with these funky instruments. Uh, and they're all, all the people playing the music are wearing these like how would you describe these masks? They they're like creepy. They're like these creepy, fleshy looking like if you have that there's that one like tryptophobia where people are afraid of like holes, you know, you know that fear, that weird phobia. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the masks have that going on and, and they just don't they don't look pleasant like at all. Uh and so they have this little, you know, 
little ceremony and then he's like oh and if you want you can still buy these masks at the uh gift shop and it's like uh i'll pass buddy and just a quick plug on the resort yeah um these are not like fun like oh it's like a cool cute little like sugar skull like i'm down in you know south america for no day of the dead no these are like very creepy they look like they could be made out of like petrified flesh it's gross there's yeah, a one like, like there's a one mask that has like the coins for the teeth that one was gnarly Ooh, that one was really cool yeah i like that one a lot uh well you know what i think so the i it's actually interesting because they you know he's plugging the oh you can just buy our you know spiritual like masks at the g- gift shop you know which is like because i think a lot of this movie and it may not be the main focus but like there's kind of like this like through line about like you know uh, talking about cultural appropriation um it's not like the main focus of the movie but it is like just there on the side like the whole time i i feel like it's less about the appropriation and more about just like tourism being a fucking like super like vulturous and like Mm -hmm. not great uh history for some of these smaller countries yeah, like the fact that like the country has to like resort to just like trivializing and trinketizing like its own heritage, you know, its own yeah, culture. They've, they've, yeah, they've they've clearly just turned everything but- <laughs> about their culture into a transaction. Yeah, come see our country, but not the whole thing. Yeah, well, it's all, and well, we'll get into it more. It's also about being playthings for rich people, you know, just to make them happy. Um, because like later in the movie, there's like. There's a scene where there's like a Bollywood thing and there's like, you know, the Chinese place. And then there's like a weird like Hasidic Jewish like event that they have like right towards the very end. And it's like all very like just <laughs> clearly there for no other reason other than just like he's the guest appe- appease guests just to be like, oh, look what they have tonight. Uh, but yeah, so then we go back to the, the, the ATV quad scene. That one guy like spins off down the beach and uh, Alexander Skarsgård, James, uh, uh, is like, you know, he's such a weenie, this whole movie. He does a really good job of, of portraying like a, we- a real wiener of a character, the you know? Big pussy. Yeah, just a, just a huge <laughs> pussy of a character. He's, he's just he's just like a little scrot. Uh, this whole movie and he's like he's like he's like oh he, he made he's makes these weird noises this whole movie like a terrified little baby uh and he's like what's happening and that's when enter mia goth uh as gabby gabby shows up and explains and she's got this like this crazy crazy voice like it, it, it's been for me it was like hidden behind you know pearl's accent like an american <laughs> But in this movie, she's like, you know, got her full on. Uh, what is it? She's English, right? Full on yeah, British it's, accent. It's it's very erudite. It's very uh, of wealth. This accent. Yeah. And also, her her voice is just so like pitchy. I think uh, I think it was uh, Chelsea and James from Dead Meat uh, <laughs> said that she has she sounds she sounds like a Muppet from a from a Dickensian movie. <laughs> like she sounds like one of the side Muppets from Muppets Christmas Carol or something. That's how that she, her voice reminds us of. She explains to James that uh, he's he's a local. He's just here to make a statement. He's kind of like protesting the whole like resort situation. 
and uh, if if he had it his way, he'd probably stab James right in the face. Yeah, and James goes, seems a bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> then we find out that uh, that Gabby is a fan. She says, you know, I, I've I've read your novel. I'm a huge fan. I've been seeing you kind of, you know, walk around the resort here for the past couple of days, and I've been kind of building up the confidence to to talk to you. But uh, yeah, and his eyes book. like light up. He's like, oh, someone likes my book. Yeah, I I mean, it it, it it's the way he reacts is it as if like no one has ever told him anything good about his book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he instantly. Is so like enthralled, uh, and he's like he because this whole this whole movie he does nothing but like put himself down. He's like, oh, you know, I'm just starting to think I'm not a very good writer, and it's like, well, all right, yeah, you and every other writer, <laughs> yeah, you're not special. <laughs> uh but she uh she invites him to dinner, and she's like, oh, you know, like come come to dinner with us. We have a reservation at the Chinese place. And him, it's like, oh, cool. Two birds, one yeah. stone. I was it's going so to the funny. Chinese place. It's so funny because he told his wife, he's like, no, I, cause he said, I don't think I can handle going to the Chinese place and when, when he was talking with his wife. And then she's like, why don't you come with us? We have reservations at the Chinese place. Snap cut to them at the Chinese place. And I, this movie has such good, like comedic timing with how it cuts, you know, to the next scene. <laughs> Because, like, instantly I was just, like, laughing in the theater. I'm like, oh, there he is at the fucking Chinese place. His wife, though, when he's like, oh, you know, I met a fan and, you know, she invited us to dinner. She wants to, like, you know, spend some time with us and, you know, talk about things. She is such a turbo bitch. She's like, oh, you found your little fan club, huh? Oh, that's very Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, come on, man. Like... Even on vacation, he's got to be like this. It was funny because she goes like, oh, you found your cl- fan club. He's like, well, they, we, we thought they had to be somewhere. <laughs> uh, so at the Chinese place, we get a funny a funny scene as the, you know, the characters are sort of getting to know each other. Um, so Gabby is there with her husband. Um, he has a weird Al- mm-hmm. Albin. Albin, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're introducing themselves. They like talking about their line of work. Obviously, you know, James is a writer. Um, his wife is just rich. So I her believe. father, her owns, father like, owns a publishing yeah. imprint. So <laughs> yeah, she yeah, has like, money and they even yeah. kind of like comment on it at dinner. He's like, Oh, so you married rich. Okay. All right. So that's yeah. where that's he's like a big, this life. He, yeah, M's dad is like a big media mogul. And so, you know, and, and so he owns like a publishing house. So you're like, you, you can connect the dots. You're like, oh, well, that's, you know, whether or not he's actually a good writer. Like, that's clearly how he uh, got his published. You got, got book. his book published. And then they they ask. So Albin says, like, you know, I'm from uh, I do architecture uh, and Gabby's an actress. <laughs> And this is such a, a funny scene. What a stretch. This is such a funny scene because she goes, uh, I, I specialize in, in uh, what is it, failing uh, n- naturally. Feigning helplessness. Yeah, failing naturally. Yeah. Yeah, so, so she's like, she says that she's the girl. She essentially is, is the girl in the infomercials who just can't fucking do, do anything. Like, they just can't live. The people who, like, spill the whole gallon of milk on themselves. <laughs> the, there's got to be a better way. She's one of those people. And so they she does a demonstration. She's like, oh, you want to see? 
And so she's like tries to she's like she takes this uh, little dinner roll and she gets this knife and she's like trying to cut the bread. And she goes, oh, and she just like fucks it up. And she's like pouting and like, oh, it's impossible. You know, and she's like, nobody could do this. I need the bun chop. It's so fucking funny because the way that they like the way that Albin hypes her up, he's like, oh, she's she's a magical actress. You know, it's amazing how helpless she could be. Watch. Just watch this. And he clears a spot in front of her and she's just like fumbling over this bun. And you could tell James is like interested and his wife is like completely checked out of this conversation. She's like kind of looking at him and kind of looking at her while she's doing things like. What? Yeah, fine. the whole time, the whole time, she's like, "It's impossible. Nobody can cut bread with a bread knife." Also, I don't believe for half a second that that is the type of acting she's involved in at all. <laughs> I either way, I loved it. They ask him, like, you know, when his next book is coming out, and you know, he's like, you know, I'm I'm working on it. So we get, you know, they we we get the feeling that he's you know struggling to. Yeah, he he admits that they've come to the resort. To try to, yeah, like, work through and get some inspiration. Yeah, you know, it's a writer thing. Uh, They go back to the resort. There's, like, a uh, very, you know, I I mean, there's, like, it's this, it's the type of movie that's just all um, pink and blue whenever trippy stuff is happening. You know, that's, like, a very (laughs) popular color palette. This, it's all over this movie. That we get the pink and blue lights because they have, like, a dance scene. Gabby's, like dancing all seductively and you can tell i mean you can tell uh james is super enthralled at this point yeah james is like wow someone appreciates the work i did even if their job is like you know fucking to pretend to be useless (laughs) i I, they're into my book uh but they uh they invite gabby or gabby and albin invite them over dinner out tomorrow to go take a, a drive down the coast they're gonna rent a car from uh i guess a local uh, yeah they're gonna go to like a beach or something um they uh and m does not want to go she's like i don't understand why we have to <laughs> we don't know them and he's like well we spent all last night with them you know he's he just wants to go and get his you know ego stroked uh and they actually they don't they rent a they don't even rent a car they borrow a car from the 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 dude who just runs everything at this place <laughs> uh mr thresh is his name yes because the later uh will encounter another thresh um so they they drive through oh and like this is when we get to see they like as they're leaving this whole place is surrounded by like this insane barbed wire fence there's like armed guards with assault rifles like posted at the exit so it's like so it gives like you a very distinct uh, impression of what the rest of this island is like. Yeah, it looks like they're leaving like a zoo safari. Like it's it's a pretty serious perimeter. Yeah, so they drive down what looks like the you know PCH. There it looks like the, the <laughs> Pacific Coast Highway. Um, last scene uh, in Barbarian when Justin Long was singing that really weird song. <laughs> Dicky Tabby song. I still haven't found it. <laughs> we'll find it for you. Uh, they make it. So they make it to the beach. They get, like spend the afternoon. There's like this funny scene where they're like this, where Albin's like trying to force sausage on everybody. 
So they're sitting out on the beach, and he's made this little fire, and he's cooking all these sausages, and he's trying to, like, offer everybody. He's like, oh, James, would you like a buffalo sausage? And he's like, no, (laughs) I will throw up if I have a buffalo sausage. I've eaten so much. And James is making eyes at fucking Gabby, and, you know, Albin is like, Gabby, would you like a buffalo sausage? And she's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is where we, you know, they ask more into – the relationship between James and M is where we like find out that uh, her dad like hates James. Yeah. Albin asks him like the most blunt question to, uh, to M. He's like, so why this guy, if he has no money, why him? And it's yeah. like, Oof. he's like right there, my guy. Like he's right yeah, there. But he does, but James like doesn't seem to care, you know, visibly. It doesn't seem to bother him. It seems like James gets this kind of abuse often. All the time, all the time. Um, uh, but, but she kind of like you know tries to give like a very nice answer about like oh he's great blah 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 and he goes off to take a piss <laughs> and uh, he's standing there and you know Gabby saddles up behind him pretty much immediately and grabs his fucking dick and she's like oh you pissing all by yourself handsome <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you get a shot of the, the just the pee landing on the rocks and then you see him like you know, you get a shot of his face and you see Gabby come up behind him and she just immediately starts cranking him, which is crazy. Like she fucking grabs his dick mid piss. starts she's a reach around him off, which this is the second reach around we've covered on this show. And I have never seen this happen in real life. Who is doing this to people like I just I have ne- never in my life. I don't know, man. I, I mean, sometimes, you know, the mood strikes. She goes from. Soft dick to getting him to come. Oh, we get the we are so uh, and, close and to these rocks when they get fucking, cummed on. Oh yeah, the jizz rock scene is it's fucking hilarious. It's just like just these these gross little slappy noises and but also Skarsgård's like exaggerated orgasm sounds are crazy. He's like. I'm like, come on, it's just a dry hand job. How good could this be feeling? Uh, apparently great, because, I mean, she fucking gets him off in, like, three seconds flat, and then just yeah, leaves. Oh, wow. like, they, they say nothing. I think that says more about James than it does about Gabby. Also, but she has no, <laughs> like, no expression on her face. He's, like, going insane. He's, like, drooling. Also, he's drooling all over this movie. Lots of drool. Lots of drool. It's been a very drooly year. I feel like we've talked about drooly people a lot lately in on the pod. Um, but he's drooling all up and down this movie, and Gabby is just like dead, deadpan, like no, no emotion, stone cold, no stone cold jerk off. Uh, she walks away back to the group, and then we kind of cut to nighttime, and clearly they're all shit faced. They've been hanging and- out on the fucking <laughs> rocks, drinking by the beach. Eat yeah, they're all sausage. Yeah, they're all wasted. Sounds like a good day, honestly. Yeah, it sounds like a rad day. But James, but James is shook. Also, Gabby's bold because she gets in the back seat and starts cuddling under a blanket with uh with M. Like, dude, you just jerked off her husband in the woods. She does not care. She has no, no care she, in the world. No, she's unhinged. She doesn't give a shit. We'll get to her later. Um, but then uh, James volunteers to drive because uh Albin's faced he's way more wasted i mean i'm we're led to believe that he's i i couldn't really tell if he was drunk 
you know, if James was really drunk or he was just so shook by the uh, surprise jerk off that he doesn't know I, what to think. I, I think he's just reeling from the fucking echoes of that orgasm. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I don't even think he's really that wasted. So he's driving down the uh, the highway. It's like really dark out. And conveniently, the car's headlights start to like flicker in and out. Uh, and he's like, James is like bending down to like play with the thing, trying to get the lights to turn back on at with possibly the, the worst timing a man has ever had. This dude starts to cross the street and just gets uh, absolutely annihilated by this car. It does, like no, Ugh, no time no to chance. even slow down. <laughs> my, my brother had a car very similar to this. Like uh, his first car when we were growing up, he had like a huge fucking boat of a vehicle like if you're gonna hit somebody with a car you're gonna want one of these you want like a nice big buick a lincoln oh, yeah. something with a big old fr- fat front end that's just gonna <laughs> fucking flatten that guy no problem a nice a nice big grill to catch all the meaty bits in you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so yeah we just n- totally like insta kill this this dude crossing the street Oh, but yeah, right? Like, worse. Like, what was this guy doing? He had to have seen this thing coming. It's he would have. Th- uh, these cars are no- not quiet. There's nothing going on anywhere around. You would have heard this car coming a billion miles away. It's not like he's driving like 70 miles an hour around these fucking like mountain curves. It's a straight road. You ask me, this guy wanted to die. I honestly, after seeing <laughs> the rest of his family later on, I totally understand. Yeah, given, given his whole living situation, I yeah, you might be right. But so everybody gets out of the car. Everyone's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like everyone's freaking out. Uh, M's crying. Uh, Gabby and Albin are, you know, we get talking to each other. Guy's head. It's completely. Oh, crashed yeah. In. This it's guy's all, yeah, super it's, dead. He's t- he's toast. He 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 kicked the bucket. Uh, and then they're trying. M saying, like, call the police, call the police. Uh, and Gabby instantly like gets like super serious. And she's like, no, we're not calling the police. Just leave him here. We'll go back. She's like, what are you talking about? We can't do that. And he goes, if you call the police, we're going to get arrested. And you know what they do here in this country? They'll they'll rape and kill you. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. So she's very commanding. She's like, no, we're not going to say anything. We're not going to tell anyone. We're going to go back. So they have a very, uh, (laughs) very shaken drive home. They they like, I guess, stash the car somewhere and then like walk up to the gate. You know, and the armed guards are like, what the fuck is happening? How'd you even get out there? You know, they have to explain that, you know, they're staying at the resort. They have to show them their, like, key cards. And they're like, you know, it's against the rules to, to leave. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, she, I know, she puts I'm on sorry. the, you know, dumb American act. <laughs> She's like, oh, we got lost. We didn't know what happened. Oh, the disco. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so they let them back in. Um, uh, like... Two seconds in inside, uh, James vomits all over the place. Holy shit, he turns into a buffalo sausage fountain. This motherfucker is letting it rip. <laughs> yeah, it's like this nasty, like, egg yolky glob comes careening out of his mouth. Uh, and then the two, they, you know, split up. They're like, we'll see you in the morning. Uh, and then we like smash cut James to and M go James to sleep in bed in the next day and someone's like pounding on their door. He's still fully clothed and he's like clearly hung over and freaked out. But he like rushes over to the door 
and opens the door without even looking through the peephole. I'm like, you moron. You always look through the peephole. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, so it's the police. Uh, they like, clearly found, you know, have been found out. Uh, they take them all to the to this like insane looking it's like some sort uh, of jail is this like the police uh, station is it the whole building building. it's it's very uh eastern block looking it's very uh intimidating yeah i would not i would not want to be in this building uh, they separate the two of them and, the, you know, James and M are like screaming because they, you know, you he's like, I'll find you. I'll find you. And I'm like, you're going to find her. Uh, they bring James to uh, an interrogation room. They like strip him of his clothes and put him in like a Just like hospital a gown. When you're when you're at a police station and they take all of your clothes away. No, not good. Very bad. No, you definitely definitely don't want it. Uh, eventually this guy comes in and this guy is detective thresh who so he turns out he's like the uncle or or cousin or something of uh he's the he's the nephew he's he's mr thresh's nephew (laughs) i have him down as detective nephew thresh right right (laughs) detective nephew thresh uh yeah so this guy comes in he's very cool you know lights up a cigarette he's getting ready to be all intimidating um and he yeah, he asks, he is, he's smooth, he's smooth. He asks him, he's like, listen, you know, we know that you, uh, you rented a car, uh, last night, but it's my uncle's car, and he'll be in trouble if you, you know, put it on the record that you rented it, so will you say you stole it? And James is like, well, what is that gonna do for me? And the guy's like, nothing, it's just a favor for me. Yeah, it'll just make my life a lot easier, and it'll keep my uncle safe. He's like, I guess, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So he he does it, uh, and it, he explains. He's like, all right, well, just so you know, um, the you know we we know everything that happened. He he says that uh, Gabby and Albin told them everything that the the two of them mm-hmm. like it was all their fault. And M confirmed it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, M already told us anything. And he's like, she did, because <laughs> he's like crying this whole movie. But this is where we find out the very interesting and uncomfortable secret about the country of Latol. Yeah, so so the the punishment for pretty much any crime seems to be death. But specifically, the guy tells him that uh, because you, you know, murdered, in quotes, you know, or, you know, I guess manslaughtered this guy, uh, the punishment is death at the hands of the man's eldest son. And he's like, and if he didn't have a son, then we would have to do it. But he does have two sons. Yeah. Uh, and James is like, wait, what? What'd you say? Uh, and yes, so this is when he fi- we find out, yes, that he's going to be put to death. But because of the country's tourism initiative, there's a special law foreign, like internationals and tourists are allowed to take advantage of. If they can pay. Yeah, for you, they can either be put to death or pay a, a, what it, an undisclosed. They just say a substantial amount of money, and uh, they they will create a double that will be murdered. You know, put to death in in your place, like a surrogate. And so I, you know, obviously James agrees because you know we don't we don't want to get put to death. <laughs> you know, so he agrees. Then like the next scene. They go down, they take him to this, this nasty basement ATM that they take him to. It's like, he agrees. 
they, they cut to like a, he's surrounded by a bunch of nurses. He's getting this like filthy money out of this like decrepit ATM machine and just hands it to them. <laughs> he takes out what I can only describe as a brick of cash. Yeah, it dispenses a crazy amount of money. You know, all obviously in fake, it's all fake monopoly money for this made up country. But then we um, cut to him uh, it being like examined by these nurses and prepped for this like uh, cloning thing. I was dying laughing, though, because they're taking measurements on him that are so inaccurate and like they mean nothing. Like there's one girl with just a measuring tape who's like measuring the space yeah. between like his wrist <laughs> and his elbow and like. They're not writing down anything. There's this other lady with this head measuring phrenology tool. No. Which also measures nothing. And she's just like kind of measuring the space between his back and his chest. And I'm like, this is not useful no, information. Yeah. No, yeah. She's just, she's just fumbling. She's just fumbling with it. And only, she only measures like the top part, like a few top parts of him. Um, also, they stick in his mouth. You know that game, like that kid's game where you have to stick the weird like like thing that like spreads your lips open and shows your teeth and you have to try to say things all weird and get people to understand what you're saying. <laughs> he's got those in, he's got he's got a, a shower cap on. They stick him into this room with like uh, it's like wall-to-wall ugly bath tile and just red goop on the You floor. know what's funny? I wrote down, "Oh, what lovely blue tile." <laughs> It's like I was like, oh, look at this fun floral pattern. It's kind of nice. <laughs> it's like it's weird. It's like what my grandma would have yes. in her yes. old, you know, <laughs> bathroom. And the and the whole room is filled with like ankle deep, like blended fruit roll up. Yeah, it's like this gross color to describe it. It does look exactly like a fruit roll up. Yeah, and then like some weird go- more goopy stuff comes like leaking in and then the lights and then the light show starts. Uh and you know, you get crazy sounds. Yeah, this should I don't know if this movie came with an epilepsy warning, but definitely Oh, like, it should. I think it did. I think it I think it might have, but if it didn't, it should. Because this scene is crazy. Everything starts to go kaleidoscopic and the the pink and the blue is back. Um different like trippy shots of different stuff we cut cut back and forth to like james and then he sees gabby like dancing all naked um at least i think it's gabby yeah it's gabby and there's just like lights spinning all over the place uh it's it's wacky you get like a weird like cgi like 3d body being all like tiled together it's wacky but uh but but pretty funny and this is not the first time or the the last time we'll have a scene like this. Once it once that scene's over, just cut back to uh, the two of them. Like James, yeah, he wakes up in a hospital bed or whatever. I mean, they're still in the police station. Yeah, he opens up his eyes and he asks Em, like, "Where am I?" And she's like, "Oh, you're still at the station. You're recovering from your procedure." Uh, but th- they said they said your double's finished. So then they go down into this room that is like it, it's like a USSR cold war bunker it's got all these like nonsense like panels on the walls that mean nothing (laughs) it looks like one of those rooms where they used to be like 
or you know they, they would tell you like and this is where they would keep a computer one computer would take up this entire room <laughs> it looks like one of those where like everything's dials and knobs and pretend screens <laughs> it looks like the inside of those gravitron rides where they spin you so fast and you like <laughs> stick to the wall you know at like boardwalks like it looks like the inside of one of those and right in the middle of it there's like a big old table and, and uh, oh, and this whole room is just fucking red. Everything's red. I don't know why everything has to be so red in this room. <laughs> and then they walk over to this table where uh, Detective Thresh, like, unveils the clone, who is, again, in this, like, it, it's just Alexander Skarsgård's face coming out of, like, a fruit by the foot. There's a lot of fruit roll-up, fruit by the foot texture in this movie. <laughs> um, but it's, like, it's just a completely flat surface. With, like, his face sticking out of it. <laughs> and they're they're very impressed with their work. They're like, usually it doesn't come out this good. Usually it takes one or two tries. But this guy, this is a one and done. This one's perfect. Yeah, and he's like, all right, so we're going to get him ready. Uh, and you'll uh, and then you'll go to the other room where you watch the execution. And they're like, oh, no, we can't watch that. And he's like, no, that's non-negotiable. You have to watch it die. Oh, you super have to see it. Oh, boy, did nobody explain till now. Yeah, you definitely got to watch that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to explain this other weird rule. You have to watch it. And then, like, uh, James goes to, like, touch it, you know, touch the clone, and it, we get a little a little jump scare where he goes, like, <laughs> you know, like, he just wake, wakes up suddenly and scares the shit out of everybody. Which also, why would you touch this? Thing? Wait, like, I don't know. Um, so then we cut to this room. It's like, it looks like the inside of a barn. It's like, everything's wood. They have like these wood bleachers. I wrote the exact same thing in my notes. I was like, look at this lovely sci-fi murder barn. Yeah, it is a sci-fi murder barn. There's some like very dramatic lighting. Um, there's a set of bleachers, which I found to be really funny. Yeah, like wooden bleachers. Like not even like metal or like plastic. Just old wooden bleachers. Like we're at a fucking baseball game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. M and James are there, but also in this very small crowd are who we, uh, you know, through context, we understand are the family of the guy that was killed. Yeah, it looks like a couple of his kids and his wife. And at the far end of the room, we see the the, the James clone who's wearing like a midsummer gown with <laughs> uh, with the just the belly cut out. And he's tied to a he's, you know, tied up to a post uh, and there's like two guards to the side. And then. In waltzes the, I guess, the eldest son of this man who was run down, just walks straight up to the clone and has this, like, big old kitchen knife uh, ready to go. Walks up to uh, the clone of James and he's, like, screaming and, again, drooling everywhere and, like, crying. And he's, like, calling to his wife and he's like, like, Please help. Oh, yeah, M. and J- we, we keep cutting back to James, the real one on the bleachers, just kind of like unblinkingly staring at this scene. Then the kid just starts going to town, stabbing in it like right through right to the little shirt hole that they cut out for him. Uh, just totally like guts this clone. Oh, yeah. Stabs him like at least 17 times in the guts it, and blood is flowing out of him. Like a fucking hose. Yeah, you get some really good. You get some really good stabs. This movie has great movie blood, but it mm-hmm. it is like the reddest blood of all time, and it just 
I don't mind it. I didn't mind it, but especially in this scene where he gets stabbed in the stomach and it starts flowing out of him, I'm yeah. like, that's not what that looks like. But I, th- I think it works for the movie. I, some people have very uh, strong opinions on like the Kool Aid blood. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me all that much. Like I get it. The liquids budget was clearly very high on this movie. They, they had lots of liquid expenditures. I'm not holding it against them. Yeah, and also, I think, like, for the most part, like, everything in this movie is practical. You know, good old practical effects is, you know, very little, if any, CGI. Um, I Because that's one thing I won't abide is CGI blood. Get out of here. Get out of here with CGI blood. Nope. Straight to, straight to, straight jail, to jail with CGI blood. Can't, can't have it. Yeah, so we just get this, like, long, drawn-out stabbing scene eventually the clone does die this kid's hand and arm are just like coated in you know in the kool-aid blood throws the knife down and leaves and this we get this shot of james and m sitting on the bleachers and the camera like slowly zooms in and like right at the last second you see james crack like this very devilish smile we like cut from that to they give him the urn with his (laughs) clone's ashes yeah, yeah so this is, he's responsible for taking this. Yes, yeah, they give him this big old urn with the ashes, and the guy goes, consider it a souvenir. <laughs> and the way they're just looking at it, like, they're just standing there, their hands in their pockets, and he just, like, takes it, and he's like, hmm. <laughs> she starts giving him shit, like, as soon as they get back to the hotel, which is fucking crazy to me. She's like... I can't believe you. What's wrong with you? How could you just sit there and watch like that? I I could barely even stand to, like, look around the room. And you just sat there and watched it all like a fucking robot. And it's like, fuck you, lady. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I did think that she was being a little bit unreasonable. Because, like, you don't know how he's dealing all, with this he, stuff. He ran over a guy and accidentally killed him. So he's yeah. definitely in some state of shock. Then mm-hmm. he learned about cloning after he thought he was going to die in another country for an accident. And yeah. then he had to watch his clone get stabbed to death. Legally, he was required to watch this execution. <laughs> like, can you cut him some fucking slack? He's had a bit of a day. Yeah. Um, and she also starts freaking out. She's like uh, trying to pack everything. And she's like, we have to leave. We have to, you know, it reminded me of that scene from Mrs. Doubtfire where the mom is like, <laughs> we have to leave now. We have to leave. We have to leave now. <laughs> and, uh, but then James is like, I-, I can't find my, I can't find my passport. My passport's gone. Uh, I-, I-, I think that conversation where she's like complaining about him uh, happens like when they try to go to bed. And then he says, I'm going to go down to the front desk and see yeah, if they can help yeah, me. I'm going to see if they can do anything about the passport. And uh, he wanders on down to the front desk and he's talking to the lady and he's like, yeah, you know, I need to extend my stay. And she's like, oh, will this still be under M? And he's like, uh, he hesitates and he's like, yeah, let's just keep it under that reservation. So clearly like he doesn't have any money. Like that's the big problem in their marriage is that like she's been floating him all this time. So he really doesn't have yeah. any other option. He's like, yeah, just extend the stay through the rest of the week. We'll start with that because she tells him like, hey, like, you know, the rainy season's about to begin soon and we're going to be closing down in about like three weeks to a month. Yeah. So she says there's basically so, like uh, tons of free rooms because everybody has gone home because the rainy season's starting. starting. Uh, and then after that, 
he leaves the front desk, but then he catches uh, sight of Gabby, who is uh, sitting like in the, I don't know, f- foyer of the hotel. Yeah. There's common space in the yeah, hotel. Yeah, a little common area. And also this whole, like this whole movie, Gabby is like dressed to the nines. She is like smoking hot in, in, in red carpet attire, like 24 seven. Uh, and so this is when she tells him, you know, like, oh, you know, she apologizes to him, you know, and she's like, but now, like, now you've discovered the the little secret of this, uh, of this country. Yeah, she, she explains how, uh, when her and Albin first came to the country, he was working on building some, uh, some, like, resort up the beach from the resort they're staying in now. And there was an accident where this huge pane of glass, like, sliced these two dudes in half on the construction site. And because yeah, Alvin well, because was in charge of everything, he was he got blamed for it. Yeah. yeah, both of them were, both of them were. But also, which is crazy. Yeah, well, it's, it implies that there was some fuckery going on. But also, the thing he was building was an infinity pool. Oh, that's right. That's right. They were building an infinity pool that you could like look up into from underneath. That is literally the only mention of the title in this whole movie. Which I kind of like. Yeah. Well, it's not even in the hotel they're staying at. She says it's (laughs) in a different hotel. Like, you'd think at the very least it would be at the one they're in. But yeah, so she says, you know, she explains that whole situation. She goes, well, there's other people like us. You know, I'd I'd like for you to meet them. Will you come with me? He's like, "Mm, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I will. Uh, he, he thinks debates about it. it for like 0.5 seconds in his head and he's like mm, yes he can't deny gabby <laughs> he's like on the way to her villa and he gets a call from m and he's like mm, i'm gonna hit that fuck you button uh, yeah. i'm not gonna do that tonight <laughs> yeah yeah he you know she's like because <laughs> it's like the dead of night and he said i was going down to the front desk and he just fucking never comes back and so he gets led up to the, the year yeah <laughs> so he gets led up to the room uh, where he meets, you know, a handful of other people. So Gabby and Albin are there. Uh, there's another man named Charles. There's Dr. Bob. There's Jennifer. And uh, I there's like a blonde woman. I think her name is Bex. Yes, Bex is exactly right. So they all kind of like sit down and they're, these people are all very like all the women are, are dressed like super stunningly. The guys are all in these fancy suits. You know, like, uh, and you get the impression that these are all very, like, well-to-do people. Yeah, I think someone says uh, he's, like, a, a producer, and somebody else, I forget what the other job was, but they all have, like, very, you know, luxurious occupations. They're they're very well-off people. You can, it, It's, if not stated, it's definitely heavy, heavy-handedly implied. Um, they call themselves zombies because they're all, you know, they've all been through this process, uh, which I thought was, you know, cute. It was kind of cute. Is This is like their, like, little drinking club of, you know, like, yeah. hey, we're super rich and we also l- love the fact that we were cloned and then... Yeah, they ex- come here, like, every year. <clears throat> um, they say that, like, it's funny, there's, like, a part during the scene where they're like, oh, yeah, the people here, they'll kill you for anything. The, they're like, you know... St- theft uh blasphemy sodomy and then one of the guys goes can you guess which one of us was sodomy (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he has absolutely no idea. He is like a total fish out of water. He's like still kind of reeling. Yeah, he's in. This. He's like, and this whole time, so the 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 shot, it, it's like a big long one take of this during this whole conversation, and like you, it's like you're you're the camera's like peeking from around a corner. It's actually like a really cool shot. Nobody's like none of the people's faces are really in view except for Gabby and uh, and and James and James is like on the couch like with his drink in his two hands his knees are like up super high and he's just in between Albin and Gabby just like I'm uncomfortable <laughs> it's 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 very funny it's a really good shot it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. They they start to ask him some you know questions about his his uh, experience and one of them says like do you feel like you're the real one and yeah Doctor Bob they they all kind of like tease each other and say like oh like you know I've been debating it the entire time since I was cloned I can't tell if I'm the real one or not and then one of the other were one is one of the other girls is like well then what does it matter uh. It doesn't matter. I've put that behind me. It doesn't matter if I'm the real one or not because we all have the same memories. Yeah, because that's the thing about the clones that, like, I don't know if we, like, specified it earlier. The, the clones have all of the same memories because it because in order to... According to the letter of the law, they have to be, like, an exact duplicate. Like, it has to be a complete representation. It has to feel guilt for the crime exactly that you yeah like because otherwise what is it it has no meaning you know there's no there's no uh like closure for the family that's why when like he's the the double is getting killed earlier he's like screaming for his wife because he has all of the you know the same memories and everything uh and is this the is this the same night do they go to on their little adventure this same yes. night so this he goes he needs a break he's like clearly a little bit overwhelmed by this whole situation so he goes to the bathroom and once again mia goth sneaks in she's like mm, pissing all by yourself handsome <laughs> <laughs> well she's being very comforting to him she's really stroking his ego this whole movie and she uh their little their little bathroom chat is interrupted because one of his guys just starts blasting like he's pulling out a gun. He pulls out this gun and just starts shooting all of the like decorative fucking pottery and stuff. Yeah, this is the funny game portion of the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He walks back out into the living room and they kind of explain to him that like, so we're going to do a thing tonight here. All of us as a group, we're going to go and we're going to break into the, uh, I guess, uh, Chancellor's uh, home. One of the guys. Somebody. Who some. Yeah. Put some you sort to death. of. I thought it was. I thought it was the owner of the hotel. Oh, is that it? But I, I think that's what they said. But I don't know because he, they they say that he is the reason that they were all killed. Yeah, he's like the guy. So maybe who, he's both. Who, I guess sentences them to death. He's he's some part of the government uh, body. They're, they're like, we're going to sneak yeah. into his house. He was just given this fancy schmancy award for being a good, good boy. And we're going to go in and we're going to steal it. And they put a gun up to his stomach and they pretty much make him agree. They're like, are you going to come with us or are we going to kill you right now? And he takes a <laughs> huge you know, glass of scotch and fucking 
crushes it and he's like all right well i guess let's get this party on the road uh, yeah and they before they leave they break into the gift shop and steal the creepy masks and they all they, this is this is when stuff starts to get uh, eyes wide shut oh as well. yes they break into the gift shop and they steal the creepy masks and they all have their own individual specific <laughs> creepy masks. yeah and it's funny because they're all already wasted and there's like the scene of them breaking into the gift shop they all are like <laughs> they, they break the door the glass from the door and then like crawl in and just start like rolling around on the ground like when you're like pretending to be fucking james yeah, bond yeah they start doing like <laughs> pretend splinter cell pretend james bond like it's so funny and they're they're like cackling this whole time <laughs> it's it's so funny uh james gets his mask on he has the coolest of all the masks i don't know man the the money teeth one is really cool the money teeth one is cool but i like james he gets this like demon horn kind of mask i don't know it's really cool also there's like a weird gypsy mask that he's like have these like gypsy dangle things which is uh, also cool he kind of has like a flashback when he sees the mask though because it kind of looks like the mushed up face of the guy he ran over oh well they all look like mushed up faces uh but then they they sneak down the road out to the to the guy's house and uh james goes up and he tries to open just like pull the door open with his hands just <laughs> like damn how <laughs> fucked up are you but uh eventually like some like a housekeeper or someone like opens the door and he kind of fumbles his way in and like tackles her to the ground and then they all dog pile on the lady and they start pulling him and the lady apart uh and they're all the whole time they're they're cackling like hyenas they're all like having the most fun time yeah they don't give a fuck. as they're as they perform as they perform this like, impromptu home invasion is this how like the strange if we saw the strangers from like yes. the the yes, baghead guy's exactly. point of view is this what it would be like <laughs> but they uh gabby uh i guess runs down the hallway to where this guy's room is and he's in the middle of having sex with some lady and uh she pulls a gun on him and she's like get the fuck out of the bed get the fuck up she like corrals all them into the living room and they're on like their you know hands and knees like in the living room lined up execution style and they're all screaming at them yeah they the the two the two two of the girls they go you know up and they find the metal that they were looking for this other guy comes running out with like big bottles of scotch and you know they're all just having this like crazy party james is kind of positioned behind them and Gabby walks up with the gun. Yeah, and goes, oh, we also just get, like, total full frontal wiener, like, old guy wiener, too, uh, in this scene. And so Gabby comes up behind him, and she asks him if he's ever shot anyone, or shot anyone, or just she fired says, a gun. have you ever fired a gun? And he's like... Because clearly this guy's never shot no. anybody. Maybe he's, he's shot He's absolutely a gun. never shot a human before. <laughs> I don't think he's ever even thrown a punch in his life. Yeah, also never even... He's definitely never fired a gun. He's a big, he's a big wiener. Um, but she, she tries to like be all sensual with him, and like she like you know holds the gun like uh, holds his hand and the gun like up to the guy's head. She kind of like positions it so that you know she can execute him with this guy, and she's like, "All you gotta do is pull the trigger, and that's it. And then it's done. It's all over. Just pull the trigger. Just pull the trigger." She's definitely trying to get him to do it. She's really horny for him to shoot this guy. And he totally <laughs> bitches out. And he's like, no, I can't, I can't shoot. I, no, of course not. I can't shoot this guy. And uh, she is about to do it herself when someone else, like, I think some sort of security guard or something, busts into the living yeah. room and starts <clears> blasting. 
and then it's on. So like, you know, he's, he accidentally like shoots Albin, I think in the leg and he sh- yeah, shoots Albin gets one shot of the, the other leg. people that they're holding <laughs> hostage and she kind of turns around and it's so funny. She's walking away, facing away, shooting blind behind her and then I guess wings this security guard with a with a shot and then turns around and just starts unloading like screaming at this guy. And yeah, and the whole yeah, she just starts unloading her her pistol and she is like this like with this crazy like Mia Goth like mouth wide open scream. She's just like ah! like just absolutely good, like insane looking. It's it's probably one of the funnier parts of the movie. Just the way she the way she does it, it's like really you have to see it. <laughs> it really is, you know, because she has no eyebrows that are visible. It, it when when she's in like full crazy mode, like it it is so accentuated. Yeah, it looks extra crazy by it. Like her eyes just are uh, like so remarkable. Uh, and then this is when we cut to back to <laughs> again because this movie's really funny with how it cuts its scenes up, you know, with the editing and. So cut back to the hotel. There's a Bollywood show going on. <laughs> uh, so like all of the 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 guests are are gathered up like facing the stage. These Bollywood girls are are dancing, and the whole uh, home invasion crew they're like <laughs> holding Albin up, and they just like try to sne- they just sneak past uh, the whole show, and they get into James's room. Uh, and M wakes up and she's like, what the fuck's going on? They all on? have their and mask they, on. Albin's like screaming Alb- and they're trying to like, they show, <laughs> you get a really nasty shot of like his bullet wound, all gushing blood and everyone's screaming and it's just chaos. And then another funny snap cut to now they're all of them are back in prison in the, in the, in the robes. Yeah. They're all seated together in that same room. James, <laughs> like it's, in. it's just such a funny transition. It's just all this chaos and screaming and then just bam. There's like really quiet, stark daytime shot of them all sitting around, bummed out in jail. They are clearly like totally relaxed here. They do not give a fuck. They're like, oh, what is taking so long? Like usually it doesn't take this long. Usually we're just in and out of here. And you can kind of tell like, oh, they've done this like multiple times. They do not give a fuck. Like they are happily ready to pay for their crimes you know, with uh, a double and uh, a quick execution show. Like, this is exciting and fun for them. Uh, And then Detective Thresh walks in, and he's fucking pissed. He's like, you know, you guys have really overstayed your welcome. You're abusing the goodwill uh, that this, you know, tourism outreach program provides. Like, today I'm going to make an example of all of you. Uh... They start to kind of get freaked out. They're like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? What? And they start yanking them out of the room. They're pretty rude about it. Uh, and they get dragged down out of the uh, the holding cell. And they we cut back down to the murder barn. They're all in their white robes. And they're all screaming. They have these little, like, uh, wooden boxes with, like, uh, metal, like, hooks on them. And they they're all handcuffed, so they they tie them down to these these boxes, and they're all gonna get their throats slit at the same time together, and they're all screaming, and James is wrestling out of his uh his bonds, and 
fights this guard and wrestles a knife away and they start slitting the throats of these people and uh, Gabby's down on the end. She's screaming for Albin. She's screaming for James and they finally wrestle the knife back away from James and they stick him down on the block and they all get their throats slit and then there's like a moment of silence and the camera starts to turn around to the bleachers where all of them are sitting and applauding. Yeah, they're all like laughing and clapping and they're like, good show, good show. It's <laughs> it's so, so funny. Like it, it I because at first I was like, oh, they're like, that's an interesting twist. Like, where is this movie going to go? Like, because I was think I was I they fooled me because I believed I was like, oh, shit, they're actually going to get punished. But then now I it, almost <laughs> thought that they were going to kill him and then clone him. And then bring up, like, almost revive them, like, back to life. Like, hey, you remember that time we killed you? Well, now it's different. Yeah, yeah, something like that, you know? And be like, that was your last time. But no, it, they, apparently, if you could just, you can do it as many times as you want, just keep on paying. Because, like, that's, you know, now, th- that's what this movie is, is just, like, the, as long as you can, like, you know, it's, it's like rich people having no consequences at accountability all. because yeah. they could no consequences they could just pay their way out of anything <laughs> and so we get this shot after that uh, uh, just this like quiet shot of james entering <laughs> entering the hotel room with another now he's urn. got two fucking urns <laughs> and yeah there's a shot where m comes out of the bedroom and you just see him and he's holding the big urn and there's a, the other one is right next to him on the dresser and she's like what the fuck what is wrong with you? She's like, you didn't answer me last night. You just disappeared. That's got to be the funniest fucking moment, though. Like when she like turns the corner and he's there with the other urn. Like at that point, like, what do you even like, dude, you got another one. How are you going to get these through fucking custom? The urn thing is is so funny. The urn thing really, really cracks me up that you get one every time this happens. And then. <laughs> He's collecting so many on the same trip. And it doesn't seem like anybody else has them around, right? Like, it doesn't seem like anyone else is like, oh, I have a whole separate bag to bring all my urns home. Right. You know, one of these people probably has like a funny, uh, like, uh, display of them in one of their finished basements or something back home. I'm sure Albin has a shelf. Oh, you know it. Uh, so then M, so M leaves, she's like, all right, I'm going home. He's like, I don't have my passport. And she's like, well, that's fine. I don't want you with me anyway. Yeah. She like says he's changed. Like she can see it in his eyes. He, he's kind of like, get on with it then go. Like he, he, he does not care. He's like, fine, go. Like, I don't see if I fucking care. Yeah. Well, she says, she says that like, she can see it in his eyes that something's wrong with him. And then in the very next scene, Gabby says, like, he he's special now. She can see it in his eyes. So both the women uh, comment on, like, some, you know, something uh, is different about him that they can see. Um, but also, it's a fun, another funny cut to him just sitting on this beach chair with the mask on, but also the cigar. <laughs> stuck into the, the mouth. The cigar yeah. hanging out of the mask, stuck into the mouth of the mask. <laughs> And he's just sitting there, just like staring out into into nothing. And, uh, you know, Gabby kind of like saddles up, gives him, you know, this whole speech about how like, you know, he says M left and she goes, I don't think she was good for you anyway. You know, she says women like that, you know, hold men like you back so they can't succeed. Yeah, she says some long lines of like uh, women like that teach men like you how to be weak. Or that they're weak. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. it takes sometimes it takes you know a little bit of blood to undo to that. Un, yeah to untrain untrain you this is when we get led into so she brings gabby brings uh james up to a room where she like pulls out this it like root this traditional like latokan root <laughs> She pulls out this little treasure chest, and I'm like, ooh, treasure. Treasure. <laughs> I was like, ooh, a little treasure chest. What's in here? Root drugs. <laughs> it's it's drugs. It's drugs. Root drugs is something else, man. Like, I... They, yeah, she, like, pulls out this root and then, like, spreads some, like, you know, schmear on it and then puts it in a little cauldron and lights it up and... Uh, it's like, you know, this hallucinogen. It's an aphrodisiac and hallucinogen. And a hallucinogen, so what could go wrong? Uh, they both breathe it in and then, you know, commence... and They start making out and then commence another pink and blue... Super trippy. Uh, you know, it's, it, like, it's like very retro in the way that they show, like, a trip go down. It's like lots of kaleidoscope kind of visuals and, like infinite yeah, room of mirrors shimmery lights. and lights and this is where it's like interspliced with like all the like sex between uh the two of them and then it starts to evolve out into this like orgy of all of the their other friends all the zombies yeah, zombie yeah. crew and this is where we get that reverse yeah. uh penetration shot you were talking about before it's like for a brief second but you can clearly tell by the shapes of like oh we're inside of someone yeah well apparently like i what i was you know told from the 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 video i watch is that you it's more than that it's not even like an inside view it's like an outside view of the female anatomy and then the wiener comes out from within oh that's so so weird <laughs> It's very weird, but come on. This you know, is what we signed up for. We could this expect is exactly what this. we but yeah, So it starts. Yeah, exactly. It's a Cronenberg movie. We knew it. Um, so, yeah, it starts out with like just just Gabby and James and then it, everybody, all the zombies show up. You know, then it's just this huge orgy. They're all wearing. Sometimes they're wearing the masks. Sometimes they're not wearing the masks. This is where we get giant nipple. Yeah, because it starts to get really like it starts off very like fun and sexy and then you know they slowly start to be now all of a sudden people are all wearing the masks uh while james is fucking gabby she's got her mask on stuff he it's like the trip starts to turn bad for him uh because now he's seeing like weird shots of all of the people like like lined up and kneeling and gabby's like walking through them like some sort of like like queen uh, and yeah, we get this weird shot of a of a nipple, and like the nipple like grows and is like all leaky and is like <laughs> and starts like moving towards uh, somebody's mouth, I believe. Yeah, it gets like three inches long. It's like not nah, they're yeah, not supposed to do that. It's, it's no, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. It's it's a definitely. <laughs> It's definitely icky, but I enjoyed it. It was funny. And then again, super like right at like the climax of this of this orgy scene, just snap cut. And we cut to uh, breakfast the next day. This like just 
boring looking couples eating their like you know dry eggs and bacon <laughs> from from the buffet james and the crew are all sitting together across the restaurant and james is like eating these like maraschino cherries he's like putting them in his mouth and it's all dripping all over the place and he's like spitting them across the across the restaurant at this like couple and like fucking cherry spit is just like careening at them from all the way across the room he is so fucked up like coming down off these root drugs too like it's so fucking funny yeah, he's, like, acting like he's king shit over here. And everyone's just kind of laughing with it. I don't understand why, like, the the resort, like, staff doesn't intervene. Like, it's not like they're being shitty to locals or, or staff. They're being shitty to, like, other guests. Right? But this is where we find out that, you know, oh, hey, like, we just, we learned that the reason why you can't get your new passport is because of, uh... Uh, Thresh, he's he's blocking your passport intentionally. He wants you to, mm-hmm. you know, fuck up more so that he can bring you in and extort you for more money or execute you. They had to plan. They're like, oh, but we found out that he's like getting some sort of medical treatment. So tonight, so we're gonna go grab him from the uh, from the hospital. So they go there and they like one of them gives James a gun and he's like, you stay out here and stay watch and we'll go grab him. And so he stays out here. And so he's outside. James is outside and it's like the dead of night now. And he's keeping watch. He's like standing in the middle of the street, like patrolling like a weirdo. Like he's like his legs are like spread and he's just like whipping the gun around. Like, what is he? I don't know what he's he's doing. He's tripping balls. He's just being a fucking weirdo. This is on like a root. How long do you think this trip lasts? Oh, I, I have absolute confidence that they they. Took another big old whiff of fucking roots oh, before they left. They yeah they did, they did they hit more root on the way in, um, and then he, as he's just kind of like standing in the middle of the street, this police van like turns a corner and just tries to run him down. Yeah, and we don't ever really get any resolution of that. It's just like this van tries to hit him and then it's over. It's good. he like dodges it and then they never come back. No, yeah, but there's, like, the, the person driving the van, um, like, you get, like, a, a quick, quick, quick shot of them, like, looking back out the window and stuff. And I read some, like, stuff online that people say it looks like Alexander Skarsgård is driving. So, like, people think Ooh. that there's, like, a, a, a loose, like, a double on the loose. Because uh, it, it, cause it is... It is weird that that happens. Too, and, you know what I mean? Like, true, yeah, yeah. It's not a very... That, like, cloning uh procedure like over and over again as he trips and as he dreams yeah true it's not a very reliable narrative so after the the car tries to run him down everybody comes out uh and they've got you know the detective under like he's on a gurney and he's under a sheet i guess they load him up in the. i guess they steal that ambulance (laughs) yeah they just take an ambulance with them yeah i mean what does it matter they're just gonna get out of the punishment anyway they bring him back to the villa right it's because because it's not james's room they're they're over at the the other villa yeah and uh they're like you know now they do more root he specifically does a whole big old whiff of root and they're all kind of standing in and a then circle. he like downs a whole bottle of tequila yeah too. he drinks he takes a big old swig they're all standing in a circle around their captive who has like a bag over his head and she's like mm-hmm. show me james show me how strong you are 
show me your strength. Oh my god, I fucking love this part. Yes, he goes, show me your strength, James. And he, like, t- you know, smashes the bottle down. And he starts doing this, like, weird walk around the guy. And he's, like, shaking his hands. And he's, like, stepping all light. And he's just going, like, like, he's just making these weird fucking noises. And his face is crazy. And everyone's just, like, watching him. And he he's, like... And then he does this, like, really weird, like, skippy dance, like, around the circle and just, like, clocks this guy just through the bag. And then just starts beating the shit out of him. He's fucking wailing on him. He takes a break to take a piss on the fucking guy. They all start beating the guy up. Someone else takes a piss on him. A lot of James piss in this movie. Yeah, James loves pissing on stuff. That's what I have in my It's favorite pastime. So, you know, they're fucking wailing on him and then somebody pulls the bag off the face and oh, it's another James. There's another, they got their oh, own double no. James. So they got James. Yeah. To he's beat all James bloodied. Up. He's got cuts all over his face. Yeah. And James is like super, well, cause now he's, you know, confronted with like, I don't know his own, his own actions. Finally. Yeah, he's kind of like, Oh shit. They weren't laughing with me. They're laughing at me. Like this is, they, they pulled a prank on me and they made me beat the shit. And he's, you know, drunk as fuck tripping balls he just found out he beat the shit out of a clone of himself so he kind of takes off he's like oh i can't handle this yeah he so he sobers up real fast uh and, and just books it out of the room so he runs back to his room at the resort and you know he's kind of like freaking out he pulls the mask off he goes to the window and he can see that all of the other zombie crew are down on this other balcony looking up at his room and they have a guitar and they're singing and they're si- they're singing a creepy they're, song you know, to him trying to coax him out of the room and uh Gabby shows up and knocks on the door and she's like oh James don't be a pussy come on we were just having some fun it's a joke come back and play with us <laughs> and there's a long pause of silence <laughs> and she goes <laughs> I'll bring the double over and you can both fuck me. And it is at this point where I would rip the hinges off the door for the opportunity. Are you fucking kidding me? He completely ignores her. I'd be like, I couldn't break down the door fast enough. It's so funny too, because she goes, she does, but she goes, maybe I'll bring the double here and you can both fuck me. And she goes, have you ever tried that? And I'm like, of course he has. (laughs) But then he's like, she goes, stop being such a baby. It's so unattractive. I would go for it. I'd be like, let's bring that double and let's let's make this happen. Yeah, no. And so James goes into the bathroom and he goes under the toilet where he has hidden the passport. Like he hid it the whole time. He's clearly like been lying about the passport situation. And now he's like, oh, I got to get out of here. This is too much for me. Yeah, he really does. So then he goes all incognito the next day. Oh, and this is where we see the like really insane, like insanely racist, like Hasidic Jewish people in costume because they're like. The, the guy who's been running all the events is, like, getting everybody all ready. And they're wearing these gigantic, like, furry hats, you know, but they're, like, these huge cubes that are, like, cartoonishly large. And they've all got these gigundo, like, long Pinocchio noses on. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, there's no way this is acceptable in any culture. <laughs> oh, it is. It is crazy. And it's, it's like, a, a, a like... A blink and you miss it moment too. Um, 
And James is like, like I said, he's all incognito. He's got his like little uh, little hat on and sunglasses and he's just trying to get through this lobby as quickly as possible. He gets on the bus to go to the airport and he thinks he's he thinks he's home safe. He's like, oh, fuck, I got it on the bus. I could just take in some scenery. I think doesn't he doesn't he see Gabby uh, as they're pulling out? Yes. Yeah. It it through the window. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then so the bus is just like driving through the through the mountainside and <laughs> pull, pulling up right next to them is the whole zombie crew again in their little convertible he's immediately like oh fuck what is gonna happen she's like james jamesy she yeah. knows she's aiming a gun <laughs> right at right at the bus and she shoots out the window and the bus like comes to a complete stop and they pull up in in front of the bus and uh she's trying to call him out yes this is when she goes full this is when mia Mia goth goes like full unhinged mode and yeah she's calling her out she goes james hey and then eventually she gets annoyed and she goes like she's screaming she's like everybody in the bus bring me the baby james foster He's she's like, he's a pussy and he'd sell his own mother to protect himself. <laughs> and she's just like just her like the like the it is crazy how open Megoth can get her mouth. Yeah. As she's like screaming. Yeah. It cranks open. It's crazy. Uh he like slowly wanders his way up to the front of the bus and he's got his hands up like please don't shoot me in the fucking face in front of all these people and he like very sheepishly walks back over to the car and uh then we cut to him walking in front of the car while she is laying (laughs) and having a little picnic across the hood as they kind of caravan him back to the fucking resort, she's got a bucket of what looks like fried chicken, a oh bottle of wine, I... and a gun in her hand pointed at James. Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned the fried chicken because I, <laughs> that was my favorite part. She's sitting on the hood of this car and she's just drinking this whole bottle of wine. Not once does she ever touch the chicken, but I know it's there. <laughs> It's just so funny to me. Like, where did they stop to get this chicken first before they went to go hunt down James? Like, where did it come from? Right? Did they have this on the way there? Uh, But this is the point (laughs) of the movie where I realized, like, oh, Gabby is a Far Cry villain. Like, this whole thing is just a plot from the video game series Far Cry where you have your main character who is isolated in some sort of, like, other country island island, or country just completely isolated from normal society and you have this lunatic who keeps showing up and fucking up their life (laughs) she just like every i would play she just is like nope we're gonna stay here and have fun with you i would play that game oh i would definitely i would definitely play far cry infinity pool for sure (laughs) But yeah, she's just like, you know, laying on the front of this car. She, it's like, you know, you'd think somebody was like feeding her grapes the way she's laying on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, she is like the the vision she, of uh, hedonism. Yeah, she's like, every time she talks to him, she's just like flailing the gun around, having a great time. And this is when we find out she explains how she's never read his book. They just found out who he was and decided like, 
he was going to be their play thing this whole time. She's like making fun of him. She's like, you wrote a shitty book six years ago. It got all bad reviews. Um, and like all I had to do was just say one nice thing about it. She says, oh, I have a review right here. She pulls out like a, a like she printed out from like she went to Google, went to like Goodreads and printed out a review, brought it with her in her purse. What's great is she definitely had to go down to like the hotel, like computer the lounge office. or office. It was like, hey, could you print? Could you print this page for me? Like, Oh, my God. Just imagine her <laughs> sitting in a chair like doing I just can't picture Gabby in this movie doing anything mundane. Yeah, you know? I, that's the best part is that she definitely had to go somewhere and print it out and then kind of race <laughs> out somewhere else to go get a bucket of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine this whole crew ordering a family bucket of chicken. And yeah, so she reads this like, you know, really scathing review. Apparently the name of his book was The um, the Variable Sheath. Yes, which is sounds gross. A terrible name. Terrible Sounds like name. a foreskin reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so she reads this, like, really scathing review. He's crying and, like, snotting as he's walking. <laughs> and then uh, she's, like, laughing and giggling about how, you know, <laughs> they've broken this man. Uh, this is, like, this is the part of the movie. This is, like, fucking ego death right here. <laughs> he yeah, is, you know he's what? Just That's a good com- point. Com- He's just completely done. Like this is like he's ruined after this scene. She uh, like tries to put the, the review away and then kicks the bottle of wine and goes, oh, no, my wine. My wine. No. Oh, no, and as Albie. she's like distracted by her, <laughs> as she's distracted by her wine, James like turns around and like tries to tackle her on the hood of the car and get the gun out of her hand, but can't even manage to do that. And she's like, he pulls her off the car and she's just laughing the whole time. She doesn't seem threatened at all. She's like, oh, Jamesy, what are no. you doing? No, no, no. And they all wrestle the gun away from both of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he takes off. He's like, fuck it, I'm gone. He's like, I, the gun is yeah, somewhere else. It. Let's go. And she gets the gun back and just starts like one arm, like barely even aiming, like just pulling trigger popping off shots into the woods as he's running and she manages to hit him in the leg and i'm like damn you know what i thought she was a terrible shot before i take it all back she's a fucking dead eye yeah she's a she's a marksman dude he's pretty far in the woods at this point and she gets him through all that brush later on he's still like making his way through the through the forest uh he's like limping it's starting to the sun's starting to go down and he catches sight of like this like farmhouse you know there's like a like a barn in the distance and like a little farm and there's this little house that he stumbles upon and you know this movie's a pretty you know uh, insular so instantly like anybody with half a brain is like oh this is clearly the house of the people who the guy he ran over the, the farmers, you know, from the yeah. beginning of the movie <laughs> you know like they wouldn't show me another farm obviously it's the one we're familiar with there's like two the two daughters are like hanging laundry and stuff and he stumbles out of the woods his legs gushing blood and then he just like collapses into the grass um then he wakes up inside like uh, in a bed in the house um they, i think they like gave him pajamas yeah so he's like he he kind of wakes up in 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 the in the farmhouse and he's looking around and out of out from behind like a doorway 
he sees the mm-hmm. the the 13-year-old son of the farmer that executed him in the first execution and he starts freaking yeah. out he's like oh no 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 stay away please please don't know it was an accident and like the kid just very maniacally like walks over to him <laughs> yeah, and like yeah he creeps up on starts him starts to strangle he's, him he's like smiling yeah oh. He's got this like Pennywise smile on him. He's cre- he's creepy. Starts choking James. James starts choking him back, and uh, he kind of flips into one of those like trippy dream sequences again. And uh, mm-hmm. we see we see the kid like pull apart James uh, James's like face. It's like fucking crazy. Um, yeah, it, it's a it was a pretty wild um, practical effect. Well, no, James pulls apart the kid's. Oh, face. is that what it is? Jesus. Yeah, and then there's just the same kid's face underneath. But then he wakes up again, and we realize, like, oh, okay, this is a nightmare. He was having a nightmare. But he is in yeah. that same space where he woke up in the dream. He's in the farmhouse still. Uh, and he, like, wakes up and gets up out of bed, and you can hear the the, the zombie group. You can hear them, like, laughing and, and chatting and, and partying outside. And he just, like so defeated just kind of stumbles out of the house and just walks like right on up to them they're all they're all hanging out on the hood of a car so it's like the scene is like lit from like the headlights of the 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 ambulance that they stole is here all of their stolen vehicles i think are here throughout the from throughout the whole movie she i guess throws him a knife and she's kind of like you know your transformation's almost complete jamesy yeah she's like i know you think we're mean but this actually really was a mission of mercy you don't have to believe us but we're we're gonna make you strong and she goes bring the dog i was terrified at first i was worried that it was gonna actually be a real dog i I was a hundred percent convinced that it was gonna be a real dog i was like oh they're gonna make him eat a dog I know, but I was very worried. They lead this thing out on a leash, and we realize that they have another James. They have a James on the leash now. Well, this is the James that he beat up in the in the villa, or because he's got the same like markings from where he like got punched a bunch of times, and he's naked. He's like completely naked on a leash, and it's funny because on the like red carpet premiere for this movie, he and Mia Goth, uh, Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth came together, and he was on a leash on all fours walking through the whole carpet. My God, <laughs> I saw very, pictures of that, funny. and I didn't put them together till you just said that. That's crazy. Yep, that's so funny. Yep, that was for the premiere for the movie. They're they're great. I love these two. <laughs> um, but but yeah. So so uh, Gabby throws him a knife, and she's like, "You ha- kill him. You have to kill the dog." And he like refuses to. He's like, "You guys can go fuck yourselves." And he like yells. He tells them to go fetch, and he throws the knife. <laughs> I've never seen like, a, a d- d- like distraction tactic go more wrong. He throws the knife like way out into the distance, and he's like. Go fetch, fuck you, and the dog immediately sicks him. Yeah, they let it loose, and so the two, the two uh, Jameses get in this like scuffle. The the this the one that's the dog James is like feral. He's like not saying anything. He's just growling. Uh, he must be out of his mind <laughs> off that root. Yeah, they must have rooted him up real good. His brain is all root now. <laughs> it's just fucking root from fucking tip to. Yep. Root. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, and so, the, the, you know, the, the fight like goes on and eventually, you know, our James, I guess, it, it realizes that he's not, he's not going to get out of this one. 
and so he overpowers the dog James and just gets on top of him and just like you get this shot of like this like you know upshot of like you're you're on the ground and you just see James as like his fist comes down and just blood starts like spewing up from from below and he just punch he punches him so many times and every once in a while you'll get like a shot of like the 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 dog James's face as it's like cracking oh apart. God. You see like eyeballs flying. Yeah, it is it is one of the craziest. This is definitely the goriest part of the movie. Pulverizing. It is such skull. a crazy practical effect. Like there's your hand would yeah. be shattered into a million pieces if you punch someone this many times. Especially if you punched your own face this many times. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing where I was like, this dude's fist would be wrecked, but it's like he comes out scot free. But it is like so crunchy and goopy it is it's it's such a good practical effect it's awesome then she uh is very proud of her little jamesy and she yeah he saddles over and embraces him and kind of sits down and he kind of leans into her and she does the grossest thing i love this she smears blood off of james pulls her titty out smears the blood on her nipple and then he breastfeeds uh, uh, what I have to assume is nothing off of her 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 boob. And there's no way this is her real boob. This is the funniest fake boob practical effect, like <laughs> boob schmock I've ever seen. It's hilarious. But I thought this was a very interesting, if heavy-handed, uh, metaphor for James's existence as they perceive James, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just suckling at the teat of his rich wife that supports him through essentially his nothing writing career. Mm -hmm. Well, plus it also is symbolic of now he's, he's been reborn, you know, he's, he's, yes. he's a, he's a yes. baby. He's a new, newborn. He needs to, you know, <laughs> completed his complete, transformation. Yeah. And, and it just, and then, fade out of that scene we're back at the hotel james is calling his wife calling M. he's like you know uh i'll, I'll be landing at 10 you know i'm i'm sorry i miss you um <clears throat> and he you know goes he packs up he's packs packed, up, he has his third urn, third urn. <laughs> his suitcase this man is, is all never earns. making it through american customs his never suitcase is all urns um but then now we you know everybody is waiting for the bus the whole crew all of the zombies james they're all now they're all in like regular clothes like i was saying earlier they were like dressed to the nines the whole movie looking super glamorous now they're just in like sweats and like no makeup yeah, yeah like travel, travel yeah attire, like travel you know what i mean they're just kind of like bumming yeah. it out they're scrubbed they're all, out you know, Gabby's got her no makeup on, her hair is tied up in a bun, and then we just get this shot of the bus where they're all just sitting there, James is sitting in the back, dead center of the camera, and the whole crew, it's just, it's like a complete 180, they're all just quiet, and then they're like, oh, you know, honey, we have to, uh, we have to pay the, the, uh, the gardener, you know, and they're like, oh, Gabby, what are you gonna do, and she's like, oh, you know, when we go home, he, uh, Alvin's going back to work, so I'm probably gonna rearrange the house, and then he's like, oh, come on, she's like, oh, yeah, I always rearrange the house whenever I'm bored, it's just this, like, such, this stark, it's just the most yeah, domestic, yeah, this, boring it's, conversations it's you just possibly this have. stark 
contrast to the whole rest of the movie it's like so jarring and, and like uncomfortable that it's like fucking hilarious it's it, it's so it's so well done this scene out these people have been absolutely insane for the past you know 90 minutes monsters. just absolute like horny monsters and james is just like just like staring at this while listening to this whole thing unfolding he's just like He's like a shell of a, of a person. He is then at the airport with uh, Gabby and Albin, and they're headed to a different gate to go catch their flight, and she gives him a little, like, half hug, and she's like, had a really good time, James. Can't wait to see you next year. Be, be, be good. Come back next year. <laughs> James sits down, like, he, and we just get a like shot nothing. of him, like, uh, all alone in the airport, just sitting there by himself. He like looks at well at first he's in a crowded airport and like the 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 sound of like just uh you know people it like starts to like overwhelm you know becomes like really loud and and overwhelming and then it like snaps to him just alone yeah i could imagine in the airport and he's like looking at his ticket and then we cut like one more time we're back at the hotel it's the rain is finally here and we get james just sitting outside on the beach in the pouring rain and and that's where the movie ends so i didn't get the chance to look at this but uh it was brought to my attention that one of the jameses might not like they might not be the same james yeah that's what that's what i i think the movie is i mean obviously intentionally leaves it ambiguous um whether he goes back to the island you know or that's a different one, but because that's what I was saying, you know, there might be a, James, a loose James running around. It could have been the one, you know, the person who was driving that police van could have been James. Um, Is this James five? This might be James. <laughs> no, that's James. Yeah, that's James five. Because there's three urns, one James with urns, and then one James without urns. But yeah, I so I th- I mean, think what it's really, you know, supposed to say is, you know, like, so there's like. It's really that just there's a you know, part of him that'll just always be on that island because he's fucking like. <laughs> How could you possibly go back to normal life it's, after you've been cloned and yeah. murdered three times in front of yourself? Yeah, exactly. So it's more I think it's more supposed to symbolize that he like won't ever actually be able to get past, you know, the trauma of what went on there. Unlike unlike the uh, the rest of the zombie crew who can just pick up and leave like nothing ever happened because they don't feel any I, guilt I, at I, all. I loved this movie. I thought this movie was so much fucking fun. It I is. think it's hilarious that this like little like do nothing country uh, is like, yeah, you know, we can make imperfect clones of people for <laughs> relatively no money. Well, and, the movie uh, implies that like it's it's less it's not really science, you know. So because it implies it they because they call it like the yeah, they call it the yes, doubling they did you know tradition that. of the doubling ritual. So I I kind of assumed that it's like this old like magic that they've had forever, because even the the one guy Doctor Bob you know says um, that like people have tried to you know other countries have tried to replicate it. Yeah, but he says, but they can't because they take it too literally. Yeah, they're focused on the numbers and it's it's more than that. Yeah, so so because where you know that come on that fruit 
by the foot goop. There's no way science. I, I just made think that. it's so funny that like you have this super like conservative, uh, religious, uh, militarized, <laughs> uh, like almost feels like a dictatorship mm-hmm. kind of uh, of a country, and. <laughs> they're like yeah you know whatever like just come here and do whatever the fuck you want and we'll just make a clone and you can go home meanwhile all of their like people are in like extreme poverty yeah yeah uh you know people can barely feed themselves crime is like so insanely punished but it's it's like why wouldn't you guys just clone like a bajillion people and take over the next three countries next to you? Like I don't understand why you would continue to remain this little fuck off island for rich I, people. I don't know, man. But like I, I'm, it's I don't know. The movie is is really good. It's saying like a, a lot of stuff, and I don't think it like uh, you know is ever too heavy handed with any one one thing. So here's the real question. How many urns are you coming home with? Like, say money's not an option. I think three urns is pretty respectable. Because you don't want to spend your entire trip, like, getting cloned and murdered, right? Like, you want to be able to enjoy your time in between. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to that fucking country, so I don't get any urns. (laughs) (laughs) No way am I going there. Well, also, I would never be able to afford... (laughs) No matter how... No matter oh, yeah, how no, popular this podcast no gets, I'm never going to be able to afford to go to that fucking resort. Guys, I promise you, if if we ever make enough money on this podcast for me to go to this country and watch my murder clone execution, I will put it up on <laughs> you. He- you heard it here. Like and subscribe and rate and review. <laughs> and maybe one day, maybe one day we'll, we'll, get we'll get Eric to uh, Latolka. Uh, but yeah, I guess with that, uh, you want to go, we'll just go on to, you got any final cuts? We didn't get, we were planning on doing some My Bloody Valentine content uh, for yeah. Valentine's Day, but just got way too bogged down with other stuff mm-hmm. in real life and, you know, making this episode. So uh, we didn't get to put an episode out for it, but I did watch the uh, the remake sequel like 2007 uh, one the 2007 my <clears throat> bloody valentine and man that movie's fucking out of control <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it gets pretty wild from what i remember it's so much fun <laughs> it's one of the better like aughts you know uh it's slasher remakes from that era it's really good because it opens up with a real bang and like a bunch of people get murdered right out the gate and then it kind of like opens up into the rest of the movie but man that movie starts with a bang and just keeps on hitting the whole way through that movie is well worth the watch or rewatch <laughs> if you haven't seen it in a while yeah you know what, what i i'm sad i'm sad we didn't get to uh to to do that but maybe that means we can do it next valentine's day <laughs> yeah next valentine's day we'll have a lot more time to plan and prepare and um, we'll be all set as far as me, uh, I have been, uh, not movie related, but I have been playing, uh, Dead by Daylight a, a lot recently. Um, keep, stay tuned for a future episode, uh, where we cover that. Um, a good friend of ours happens to be working on some Dead by Daylight content and, uh, we'll have more information to come. 
Has it has it been officially it's been announced? I think. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Uh, so, uh, a, a fellow classmate of Eric and mine, uh, his name's Dylan Snook. He's an extremely talented artist. Is the uh, artist for the Dead by Daylight comic book, and one of our very best friends. Uh, who's? Yeah, yeah. He's he's awesome. Uh, we've known him for quite a few years now. Uh, who's publishing the comic? Do you know? Uh, give me one moment, and I can find out. We'll also post it on the uh, the Devil's Cut Twitter and, and all that. Uh, but once the book comes out, I think in May, right? We'll be doing like a Dead by Daylight episode as well as streaming some stuff with him. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we will be talking lots of Dead by Daylight come release. Uh, it looks like Titan. He comes out. Oh, Titan. Okay. And it's coming out in May 24th. 24th May 24th. two days after my birthday it is a dead by daylight prequel yeah. comic so uh stay tuned we'll we'll talk more about that as you know the release comes closer but uh i've just been really into the game uh lately these there's a they added a new killer who's like a haunted suit of armor which is like right up my alley <laughs> yes please <laughs> love that um yeah, it's been really cool stuff. If you if y'all haven't played Dead by Daylight, it's a really cool like asymmetrical horror multiplayer game. One person plays it's like a killer, either like a monster. They have a bunch of you know uh, original characters plus a bunch of uh, licensed characters like Michael Myers, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, Sadako, stuff like that. Uh, it's just a really fun game. It's uh, can be pretty tough, but you know if you're okay with like getting uh, literally murdered. Uh, for a while uh, i think our next episode uh moving forward blood and honey is coming out this weekend i think that's oh we got it i think that's it. gotta be the next one right we have to talk about it yeah so <laughs> stay tuned for blood i and think honey. that's gonna be my friday night um but yeah outside of that rate review share with your friends communicate with us if there's anything on the horizon that you are definitely interested in and want to you yeah. know Add us, us on Twitter. Cover, <laughs> shoot us a line. We are on uh, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place at the Devil's Cut Pod. Email us at devilscutpod.gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, catch up with us again next week. We love y'all. Uh, keep it creepy. <laughs> <laughs>